Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another season of Impressionable. Well, Obviously, last season was called something completely different, but it's largely the same premise. So each week I will have guests on that will talk to me about what has influenced them, what has been leaving an impression on them and what legacies they hope to leave on the world. And what better place to start to kick off the new season with someone that has made an immense impression on me, my own mother. So, you know, you are in for a treat today. My mum, she is amazing. Obviously, I'm biased, but she is. She's the best mum in the world. Obviously, I'm going to say that. Um, but we talk about generational legacies, um, romantic sacrifices, and a lot of other things around motherhood, fatherhood. So I hope you really like the episodes. Hello and welcome to Impressionable, the podcast that uncovers all of the big and small ways in which we've been shaped by the world around us. We're back for season two. Mum, can you believe it? No, I can't believe it. Fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This week, to kick off the new season, I'm joined by someone who has made an immense impression on me. It is my own mother, Karen Lee. Hiya. Hiya, How are you doing? I'm fine. Absolutely good. Thank you very much. Good. Have you had a good day? Normal rubbish, but it's okay. (laughs) Good. So for those listeners um, that don't know who you are, which, how dare they, first of all, (laughs) why don't you give a a bit of an introduction about yourself? I'm a 57-year-old, gorgeous-looking woman who works in a school as a catering manager for senior schools. Um, Been doing that for a since I left college at age 19, done catering all my life, married to a wonderful man most of the time, and then <laughs> have two beautiful kids and a wonderful family in Eastbourne and in Liverpool because I moved up here when I was, how old are you now, Becky? 20? I'm almost 25. I mean, I'm 24 now. So I moved up to Liverpool 27 years ago, and that's really it, I'm afraid. That's, I mean, that's a huge sacrifice in itself, right? So we don't talk it about was, that enough. It was a big sacrifice. I gave up a lot to move up here. Um, where I come in Eastbourne, I was right next to the sea, about five minutes walk. Um, the difference was was money, to be honest with you. We could never afford the lifestyle we had in Eastbourne to what we have up in Liverpool. So I did give up everything 
to be with that man who I loved. Yuck. <laughs> I mean, at least it's romantic. It's worked out well for you. How it was. like twenty something years going strong? It's about thirty-four now. <sighs> thirty-four. We met on holiday. It was a holiday romance in Ibiza in a nightclub. We were both drunk. I was more drunk, I reckon. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk to him if I was sober. And we were both drunk. And he fibbed. He said he had no girlfriends, nothing. And then when we got home, he lied. He lied to me. He had a girlfriend and everything. But I, but I forgave him because he come because <laughs> he come down to Eastbourne, and the rest is history. Obviously, I know it's when I tell people that you met in a nightclub and I beat that, and that you were long distance for like eight years. People are just astounded. Like that does not happen these days. Very true. I don't know if it does, but if you want it to work, it works. You have to. Well, you should know a bit. You, yeah. you went for you went for a southerner because obviously they're so much better than scousers. Sorry, Beck, Megan. Sorry, Megan. That's why. Okay, well, so, that's not why, but you can you can have that now. I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. Scouse men are very nice. And Great. southern women are lovely and southern men are really nice. Okay, cool. So on to the podcast yeah, a bit more now. Okay. <laughs> on, to the, on to the podcast more now. Um, <laughs> obviously, I changed the premise a little bit. So the first question has also changed. And the first question that I'm going to ask everyone, that you're the first person to answer, so no pressure, uh, oh. what, has, what has been something that's made an impression on you recently? Oh, well, I have to say, I think it is the Conservative government. I've been devastated about the way they treat people, working class people, who I was and I still am because I work very hard, the way they treat, how you just give tax away, 5% like that, with work, which they were going to do, to even more, to make even more people even more richer than these poor people who's and 12 13,000 I just can't understand what our society is coming to and also the effect of knife crime I just worry now I mean I, I'm glad you're older because god knows if you were younger up in Liverpool I'm not just saying Liverpool obviously London where you come from Birmingham a lot of places but knife crime and drugs is just horrendous but the main thing I think at the moment is just the way we treat people it's diabolical Unless you earn money, a lot of money, you seem to be treaded on. And people I know work, and the, the husband and wife have, have both jobs, and going to food banks. It's just, we're going back to Victorian times where you had the mega boss who earned everything, and then mm. everyone else was put into, you know, workhouses just to earn a tuppence a week to have, get a bit of gruel. Mm. And I, I have this fear that's what we're going back to. So I'm hoping. We've only got two years left, and hopefully things will change. We're in I mean, a lot of debts. I know. I mean, the polls are showing that Labour are definitely going to take it in the next election, which is, you know, only a positive because we need a change. It's been 12 years, and it's only gotten worse in those 12 years. So I completely agree. But, you know, there's there's a lot of negatives, and I don't want to dwell on the negatives. And you were right about everything that you said. But is there anything that's made like a positive impression on you recently so that, you know, we can feel good about something? Positive, yes. My family. Aww. I think they're positively, they've all grown. They've moved to do different things. And you're moved to London, which is fantastic. And there it is. Look, negative is that positive is people think the world is worse than it was 
1980s. I don't agree with it. I think there was awful things happened then. So I don't think the world's any worse. Mm. I just think it needs to change a little bit. And yeah. if we can change just slightly and do things better, the world will be a better place because what's encouraged me is the youth. I see people coming from university, like Iran, fantastic mm. now. The girls there are fighting because they've had enough. Mm. And I think it's brilliant. And I think our youth is so much nicer than my youth when I was younger. Mm. We were just about drinking and having a good time, which is nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. But you're more positive by wanting to change things. And I see that. And I think the younger generation now will not accept what probably we accepted. Yeah. I think it's brilliant climate. I think I know it's going to be a long struggle, but I do think that would be fantastic because we've got great kids coming up and it's mm-hmm. lovely to see. That's so nice that you're saying that youth is making a positive impression on you because I find with like maybe people slightly older than you, like those boomers, when they talk about the youth, um, they kind of are like, oh, teenagers or oh, like they're, they're really ageist against us. Yeah, I'm afraid older people are ageist. They know that. We treat them bad. I'm not saying I'm obviously I'm not young, but I'm not old. But they do moan about the young. But I see, of course, there's horrible people in every generation, older, mm. younger, middle. But I see a lot of really good young people. As I say, I work in senior school and 10 percent are awful. <laughs> but you've got to remember 90 percent are decent. And if you get that in society, it makes a lot of difference in society. So I just see positives. We've got to stop negative, get rid of two years, get rid of them, and let's go positive into the future. We can't always look at your right negatives because there will always be. It mm. was in my mum and dad's time. There was in my time. There is in your time. And hopefully if I get grandkids, if I do, there'll be positives in there, and there will be horrible things. That's life. Yeah. But I do try to think on the positive. Definitely. Um, so I want to move on to motherhood. And, you know, obviously you chose to bring me into the world. I don't have to be here. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. Sometimes I complain about it. But I wanted to ask, like, why did you decide that you wanted to have children? And did you ever feel like a pressure to have them? There is no specific reason why. I just did want kids. It was something I can't even say any reason. Maybe some of it was selfish that I wanted around when I'm older, you around to look after me. But I mean, you probably put me in a home anyway, so it's no problem. But um, company, but I have no specific reason. I just always knew that I wanted children. Mm. I can't really tell you why. I apologise. I can't. And no, pressure. No, I didn't. My mum and dad never pressure. I, I, you've got the comment, are you having kids? But I never felt like it was like, oh, my God, unless you have kids, your life would be. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You don't want kids. Don't have them. Don't feel pressured. But I never mm. felt pressured. No one ever mm. said to me, you've got to. Why aren't you? Mm. I just always knew. I had them. The only regret is I had them a bit too late. I would have liked them about 28, about four years. So really, you should have been about 28 now. God. That's, that's interesting though because people my age are really like waiting and waiting like I think the the average age that people want to have kids now is 
in the latter part of their 30s rather than the latter part of their 20s there's like a decade delay in between Mm -hmm. when my generation want kids why do you think that is I think you're a lot more career minded than we were probably in the 80s I mean I mean university's done a lot for your education I mean I'm not blaming parents in the 80s we just didn't have the chance to go to university it wasn't theirs it was money it, it was a more elitist for people unless you were grammar school well, of course you don't remember grammar schools but if you went to a grammar school obviously you had more chance of going to universities because they were the highest school I just went to a normal comp so really when you're a normal comp you didn't have those opportunities but I think now with universities and you start your career and then you want to get better which is fantastic most people 32 33 34 yeah oh don't get me wrong as long as you're fit my um one of my best mates had kids at 50 she's got two ronnie and reggie i'd get her for that one but 50 i have to say for me personally i think i'd cry my eyes out because it's hard (laughs) hard work but i've only say 27 because i've probably had one more you you know the story yeah 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 Oh, one more. But um, I think 32, 34 was just, it's not too bad. I still felt pretty young and I could still bring kids up. So I don't blame women. You should do what you want first. And yeah. then, and then again, if you want kids, do never ever be pressurized into it. It's better not to have kids and not being able to bring them up than just having kids and shoving them somewhere. Yeah. So you don't have to see them until nine o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, I've changed the. I've already spoken about changing the premise of this a little bit, um. But now that it's called impressionable, I'm actually quite fascinated by the legacies that generations can pass between themselves. So how your parents might have made an impression on you, that's now made an impression on me. So I just wanted to know, like, if you think there was anything that you learn from your parents that you see in me still oh totally uh my mum and dad were quite modern I mean my dad was in the war he was a a pilot well he wasn't a pilot he was a navigator I mean mum she worked in the fields like most women did in the world war ii but they accepted everyone they were never prejudiced they I was brought up to respect to like people for what they are whatever it wherever they come from whatever and that was highly because in them days there was still a lot of prejudice going around yeah uh, especially when I was born in the 60s 70s um, 80s was quite still a lot of prejudice and they never ever brought me up to believe in that they just said they're nice to you that's all you have to worry about and that that was it they were very didn't care what you were and um, they also the other thing was the work ethic I mean, I had to be nearly dying to have a day off because my dad used to say to me, no, you can still walk, get out. And that's, I think, rubs off on you and Megan because I know you've gone to work and uni when you had pneumonia, which you nearly had. So you still went to uni. No, most people have been lying in bed for about six weeks going, oh, my God. So I think both my kids are not prejudiced. They don't care. And I think they're very hard working. I know you work hard and you went to uni, you worked hard and you've done everything. And I think that's the main things 
both my parents gave to me. And I think we've done on to you, hopefully. That's so cute, Mum. Like, I'm oh. going to have you more often just to flatter me. <laughs> <laughs> they were good. They were good, solid, hardworking people. And that's yeah. what they put into me. Yeah, of course. And they also, and- of course, they, they showed you love. I don't know, yeah. my dad was a bit, he wasn't very cuddly. But um, they showed you love, and that's the main thing. They're disciplined, of course, but you always mm. knew you were loved. And that's the main thing with any parenting. You just have to know you Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting about what you're saying about how they um, brought you up to not be prejudiced, because obviously, like, for them, that's fairly revolutionary, because even for you, like, there's people that are 10 years older than you and are still, you know, racist sexist like horrible stuff but I think even though you passed on that um idea of like just caring for everyone and only treating people the way that they treat you kind of thing I think it's interesting because the conversations move slightly on in my generation because it's not just about it doesn't matter who you are it's about recognizing who you are but also recognizing the disadvantages or advantages that being who you are has had and I think that's one fundamental difference between your generation and my generation is that you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. But we're saying, OK, it does matter. And we need to make sure that we level the playing field. I remember seeing a tweet a while ago and it was saying like, oh, God, what am I going to be prejudiced about when I'm in my 60s? Because I wonder whether this course will go for me. Will it be like my daughter will date a robot and I'll be like, this is too far. I respect it, but I don't understand it kind of thing. Like, where's it going to, where's my, where's my conservative line going to go in the future? I don't know, because these new social issues haven't arisen yet, you know? Yeah, that's, well, I don't know, don't fancy you dating a robot, to be honest with you. <laughs> Neither do I, but like, if my kid's happy, like, who am I to say? But that's, you know what I mean? Like, did we yeah. all get conservative at one point? That's just something that, that is interesting to consider. I suppose, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. It's, that's a weird one, isn't it? You're right. Mm, it's yeah, yeah. Consider, I just hope now that in 10 years' time that robots don't take, I don't know, take over men. Might be a good idea, that, actually. Let's stick to that <laughs> one. <laughs> cool. um, so let's move on a bit more to, like, you as a parent. Um, was there a lesson you learned that you had to learn about being a parent a hard way? Like, what's something that you learned as a parent and you were like, oh, God, I learned that lesson the hard way? I think you have to remember as a parent, there's no books. You try mm-hmm. your best. The hard way. Well, there are books. Yeah, but they're all rubbish. <laughs> Let's be honest. When you've got a screaming kid at three o'clock in the morning, you, you go, these books are rubbish. Get it, throw <laughs> it out. You just want them to sleep, let me tell you. And all this about being, you know, fan, fantastic parent. We all try, but it doesn't work sometimes. And I yeah. have made mistakes. My anxiety, I think, was one of them. It's rubbed off on probably you more than. Yeah. And I shouldn't have been. I should have held it back more and show, not shown you that side, like when you went out and all stuff like that. Like That's that. hard, though, because you're just you're just a human yourself. You know, you have things yourself that go on and trying to protect your children is obviously a great thing to do but to what extent does it harm me to not know about who you are well that's the other side it's hard it's a 50 50 balance isn't it you want you Mm. to see me as a human being but you also need to see me as a mother and as a mother you want to protect as a human being I can't protect you all your life Uh, and 
as a mother you want to the fundamental thing about being a mother is protecting your kids you take any pain away from them and you would have it but then you can't do that all your life because you need to realize that there's some crap out there and there's some fantastic stuff and that's probably but I do wish because I was quite anxious and obviously probably the sickness part and all stuff like that that I had Mm. At your age, you were exactly the same as me when I was 19. I had somewhat upset. Something happened when I was 14. I don't want to go into it because it's, it's, it's not nice. That affected me quite deeply. And, um, I should have thrown it out. I should have got it sorted, which I think again now, I think you've got more chance to talk about things. When I was that age, it was just, just sort of get on with it. That's life. Get on mm. with it. I'm hoping now it's a bit more that people can talk and open up and and friendship as well. Probably the best thing was having a mate, uh, my best mate Sue, who we could talk anything about. That was probably the outlet we had. We didn't have the outlet you do now where you could go and ring up and speak to social, which I think is fantastic. It's not good enough, but it's much better, than it, let me tell you, than it was. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mm. And the biggest, probably the worst threat is in. Me and your father arguing in front of you. That's one thing I bitterly regret. My mum and dad never did. I was Mm. not used to arguing. If my mum and dad argued, it was behind closed Mm. doors. And they did it. I know they did because mum used to say I hate him and walk off. (laughs) And you think, oh, they've had it. But they never, you never got that. And I don't think we should have done that to the kids. And I'm glad. I'm hoping that the two of you haven't taken that with you. But 
with your relationships yeah it's fine to argue that's fine because mm-hmm. we all do but just do it personally between the two of you don't get me wrong when I hit 50 I'm getting nastier in my old age so um <laughs> and I'm hoping that it didn't affect you too much I do but we sorted it we could have mm-hmm. given him to be fair we both could have walked away a couple of times and you know that but we didn't we sorted it we worked through it because in deep down we do love each other yeah uh, but I'm hoping that it didn't and that your relationships are fine yeah I was gonna say like even though that is a a good definitely a lesson that I learned and hopefully it didn't bite you in the bum in like a hard way like hopefully it was like something that you realized maybe over time rather than like a oof I really did wrong I think it was an overtime thing yeah where you think about things and yeah 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 I, I wasn't self-assured and I never have been. That's a problem. Mm, I you never need to be had, self-confident. I've never been that self-confident. I'm it's probably more like my mother. She's installed where my brother and sister are much more confident than me. I was probably the one who was more like my mother who was very unconfident. She'd never go to my dad's do's. I mean, sister used to say, oh, for God's sake, I'll go. My mum used to say, and I think I, I was a bit like that and I shouldn't have been now I'm a bit more confident like speaking to people now I can speak to people mm. where when I where if you'd met me when I was 18 I didn't hardly speak mm. if I went around to me aunt auntie jeans and all that I just sat there didn't speak hardly mm. spoke at all I, I suppose with age you just get a bit more confident but I wish I'd have been more confident as you two are at your ages it'd have been yeah, lovely It'd have been lovely, but because you know, when you think about making impressions on your children, often people either like pass on the neg. Not that being the thing is like you'd either instill that behavior in me, or sometimes parents instill the opposite in their children. So like, if you weren't very self-assured and confident, you could be like, "I don't want my kids to be like that. I'm going to make an effort to make sure that they're confident." But some people go the other way, and they're like, "I'm not self-confident, so like." I don't know how to teach my children to be confident because I'm not confident. So I think with parenting, it often goes in two ways. Like they either imitate something that their parents did because they don't know how to rectify the behavior or they yeah. like recognize that what their parents did was not what they want for their children. And then they change the behavior. Yeah, I think that was it. I uh, When I had you, I was probably not so confident with your father, but I was more confident with you because I thought, yeah. you know, you're going to go out there. You went to nursery. You did all that. We wanted you to meet people. We went out. Mm. You had lots of birthday parties and all that. And you were just brilliant. And I think that's... Well, you never, you never let me be shy. Like, if I ever wanted anything, it was like, you ask for it yourself. Oh, you yeah. Know, you can't hide behind us. No, that's where my mum wrong, because she used to ask for me. And I knew that was yeah. wrong. So that was one thing you could subtly change and just mm-hmm. say, no, you go and ask for it. Go on, you do it. Yeah, and yeah. Megan was probably more shy than you because I used to have to, or you used to ask for it for a lot of times. But that happens with the second one. They say <laughs> the first one, go and get it, and they they toddle off and do it for them. So, but she's not shy now, obviously. So no, definitely not. No, she's harder though. Harder. She is, <laughs> she is hard, isn't she? She um, is harder. You kind of answered my next question about Sorry. what have you been aware of to make sure it doesn't make an impression on me. So I guess, you know, you didn't want to make sure that I wasn't self-confident. But is there anything else that you, was there, was there anything else that you saw in the world that you were like, I don't want this to make an impression on my kids. Like, I want to protect my kids 
from this or I want to make sure my kid isn't like this? I think we both, me and your father decided education, I think, is quite a good thing to get you away. Oh, well, I hopefully get away. The main fear as a parent is drugs. Mm. And that is your main. I don't care. You can go out and get drunk, do all that. My main fear was drugs. And hopefully, I've seen people being destroyed. Raymond Italia, his niece got died heroin overdose. And it destroyed, and whether people believe it or not, it does destroy lives where we know it in Liverpool. We've had that mm. shooting. And one thing we were desperately sure was trying to get you a decent education to give you a start to do what you wanted. Yeah. And I know, God, sorry, God, we started you, we went to church to get you in a really good school. And I know it's out, but we actually, to be fair, we stayed a long time. It wasn't like mm. we did two years, got you in school and did a runner. We've stayed, mm. uh, you know, it was a nice, because you met different people. It's about the community it, of it, wasn't it? Was it was a community, and, and not religion, not getting into religion, but it was about the community. And that gave you the, one of the best schools in West Derby. And, of course, then you went on to another all-girls school, which was one of the top five in Liverpool, where the rest is history with you. And <laughs> you got into Warwick, Cambridge, and now you're working in London. And as I said, Megan's gone on to Manchester to do a degree in IVF. That gives you that start that probably, A, me and your dad, well, your dad's doing really well now, but you've got a more chance at a younger age where we're, I wish I'd have done more. You're right. I should have done, you know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a PE teacher, but again, just wasn't meant to be. So, okay, you get on with this second best thing in your life, but hopefully your education, your bun, and stay away from drugs. Mm, mm, definitely. Because it Don't destroys t- too many lives, too many stabbings, all on, like, horrible. And that's no, my main that's fear. Bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not that, it's not that you're taking, but if you get into that side of it, addiction, mm. or if someone's going to stab you, because mm, you've yeah, got... Cause you're, yeah, because you've got connections. Yeah, I know. Um, it's Yeah, it's super dangerous, but yeah. you did a good job. That hasn't made an impression on me. I'm very clued up about the nature of that industry. Um, good. So good job. Good job. Good. Kept you away from it. <laughs> good. How about drink? Oh. Oh. Hello, David. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> you're the one. Sorry, you're the one that grew up telling me that you like fell asleep in bushes and all kinds when you were my I age. I did. Yeah, I did. Stuck on a toilet once. Made your own, what was it, made your own wine with your best friend? Oh, don't, yeah, yeah, it's me and Sue, don't do it, don't do it. I've never mm. been so ill in all my life. I really thought I was dying that night. Oh. I, don't think, I don't think it was ready. It was like vinegar. <laughs> don't I really want to try that. I, I know Darcy's listening and me and her, because some people make their own vodka because you make it out of potatoes, can't you? Oh, no, yeah. You no, can that, get vodka making dead. kit for Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah no, you'd be dead. No? Okay, no. All right then. Stick to no wine. wine at least when, no, if wine, at least if you get drunk, you only vomit. It's fine. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, cool. So I want to talk about being a mother. Um, and kind of against being a father because, from my observations, women are under like so much more pressure to be a good mother against men being a good father. Like I feel like if men could do the bare minimum, they're seen as being like an excellent father. I always see it online that you know people are like, oh, they're with the dad tonight. People are like, oh, oh, isn't he good? Isn't he amazing looking after the kids? Yeah. But I'm like, well, he's their dad. It's kind of like what he signed up for. Um, but I wanted to 
ask you, you know, on your reflections, do you feel like mothers get it much worse than fathers in regard to like being a good parent? I think it's changing for the better again. But I do, yes. I think I think it is harder to be a mother because, mm. as I said before, you love them unconditionally. And I'm sure fathers do, but men can still walk away. I just don't know how men can just walk away and not see their kids for 20 years. I, I'm, I'm being totally honest. I don't want to get anyone because we don't know situations, but I don't know because I could never. If I didn't speak to you, you know, I'd text you. If I know from you for one day, I always have to give the text to see. Mm. And I think it is because when I it was still the mother's time to uh, do the fees, do this, mm. stay at home six months. The fathers went to work, and of course, they used to say, "I've come home tired," and you still you think, "Oh, I've had the kids all day. It's hard work, mm. you know." And I was working. A lot of women work now. They have the kids, and then exactly they have like the unpaid labour of looking after the kids. And maybe doing, you know, a, the lion's share of household work and also yeah. having paid work on top. Yes. That's a graft. It is a graft. to be like these perfect mothers at the same time that are never, yeah. you know, never snap at their kids and like can always take them everywhere and they can always afford everything. It's hard. It's hard and it's not true. It's yeah. like when men say, yeah, you haven't made an effort tonight. You think, yeah. You look a bit tired. You're thinking, Jesus Christ, you want to do what I do for the last mm. six months and see how you feel. But that is definitely changing. I see a lot more men now yeah. like um, at, at work. Like when the child was sick, it was always the mother who took time off. Yeah. But now I'm noticing at work, a couple of teachers, they've been off because their kids have been sick. They take it in turns. They yeah. said, no, my wife did the other time. It's yeah. my turn now to take – and they do, they take – they take a lot more responsibility. I think that was the old – it needed, again, Those in the influence. 40s. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was the woman, 50s, 60s, it started to change. 70s, the woman sort of worked and looked after the kids. Yeah. In 80s now. But I think now men are much – and they should be more involved. And, yeah. But it's still very hard. I still think a mother has – a single mother must have to be a mother and a father. Mm. to their kids it's hard to explain because I'm sure men do feel the same but when you have them I've got two girls I don't know I don't think it's different for a a man if they've got a son I'm pretty sure your father's always said no he loves Mm. you unreservedly so I don't think it's any difference but I wanted to circle back a little bit to what you were saying earlier because it kind of reminds me of when you said that youth were inspiring you. And I think that you're right about the roles changing for mothers and fathers, because people of my generation are very much like, even in the workplace, like things need to change in the workplace. You'll find people now, we ask for pay rises, we ask for better starting salaries, we ask for more time off, or um, and it, it reflects in wider society as well, because if I had a child, I would absolutely expect, you know, if it was with Matt, Matt and I to share the amount of sick days. Like, that's a given. You know, that's, that's not a question. Course. Whereas in the given. past, it was kind of a given that the mother would just do that duty, you know. So it's nice that we're questioning things. Yeah. I think also the workforce is changing. Like, mm. as a man, they will give you time off unpaid. Mm. Mm. But as a woman, they sort of, if you were working, they were more... But now, mm. but now 
they do it for the men. So again, that was an mm. issue. I mean, your father never took time off again because I think it was a workforce that said, "No, you're not getting anything." Where mine was a bit like, "Well, you're the mother, so yeah, yeah, we'll give you." It's like so maternity. Think- it's like maternity and paternity leave. Now you can share it. You know, yes, you can. You get the same. You get. You have one time period, and you can split up however you want. That's it. So that has changed in the workforce. They have realised it's not always a woman who needs to stay at home. And that's made it better for their relationships. Because I think, again, sometimes the men felt a bit put out. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, divorce, it was always a woman, one custody. But it shouldn't be. I still believe as long as they were a decent father, there was no, obviously, hitting, you know what I mean, abuse or anything like that. It should be 50-50. We always said always said if anything happened if we separated there would be no you're seeing them it'd be come see them when you want to yeah, me that's yeah. if there's no animosity that's how it should be and they love your father and then you you just see him when you want to see him but now I think judges are seeing that as well aren't they they're giving more custody mm. to the fellas as well and that's what it needs to be we mm. need to stop being this Oh, you're the mother, you're the father. No, you're both together. Let's yeah, you're a team. Do it. You're a team. Let's do it together and just instead of doing the old-fashioned like it was, you're no, the mother, you do everything. Dad comes home, slips his shoes off, sits down, that's his dinner. Yeah, 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 100%. The roles are changing. And for couples that aren't straight couples as well, like oh, yeah. for, the, for their redefining relationship couples as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I think anyone, two women, two men, if you're a decent human being, you're a decent to your kid, don't care. Don't care what you do, as long as you're decent to your kids, and that's the main thing. Definitely. Um, Mum, you've been amazing. I have one final question for you, though. <gasps> Go on and hit me with it, darling. What impression would you like to leave on the world? <gasps> oh, that's a hard one, because I don't think I will leave an impression on the world. Mum, you absolutely will. You're an icon. I think I've got, I've left two great impressions on the world already. <laughs> it's going to continue. In genetic form. Yeah. I just hope that I'm seen as a, a kind, gentle person. Well, hopefully left a family who, who cares for her, who loves her. And that's, I ask, the biggest fear, just remember this, is having my own funeral, no bugger turn up. Mum, that would <laughs> never happen. I'd, I'd literally, Mum, no way. You're the most amazing person ever. So That's all right then. So I'm fine about that then. <laughs> I feel like you've made a net profit, sorry, a net positive impression on the world. So there you go. That's great. As long as they see me as a decent human being, that's all I've ever asked. Also fed many, many bellies. Many, many very, bellies. Very, very good foods. Because anyone, and there's not been one person that's tasted your cooking that hasn't said that it's phenomenal. Was Darcy even there? <laughs> Darcy, Darcy's listening as producer and she put her thumbs up. Oh, that's it. Good old Darcy. Thank you. <laughs> well, even your vegan stuff, I was rubbish at that. You were rubbish at the start, but you really started to, you know, get on board and get inventive. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy to be having your fish pies again. Oh, good. I'll make you one when you come home, darling. Oh, thanks, Mum. No problems. Anything for you. Um, Right. Well, you're not like, you don't have any internet presence and I don't want people looking you up. So do you have anything to plug, like any causes you want to draw people to or anything? 
Like you have a platform right now. Is there anything that you want people to know about that you want to draw attention to? Just be nice. Nice. Just, Just be, be nice. nice. And don't be greedy. Nice. Power. Mom, I love that. I hate power and greed. We're two worst enemies in life. If we didn't have power and greed, this world would be a better place. I agree. There we are. Thank That's you so much, Mum, for coming onto my podcast. Anytime, darling. I hope I went boring. No, you were perfect. Thank you, darling. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Impressionable. Uh, I have been your host, Becky Lee. And if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us at ImpressionablePod on Instagram. So that's just the word Impressionable and then P-O-D. And if you like this episode, please give it five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us so that you can gossip and talk about us because who doesn't want to have a little gossip? Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely day, week, year. Have a great time. And let's hope that British politics gets a bit brighter. Okay, see you next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 